CBS previews are going virtual this year. There's no need to take off work. There are no limiting travel expenses, so you can afford to bring your entire team. Pick the day and the time that works best for you. What are you waiting for? Grab your whole team and join us for VBS Preview. Listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast, the first one in 2021, which is crazy. Whoever would have thought that it would be 2021? That seems like one of those futuristic dates from childhood where, like, you ever, everyone would have, you know, hoverboards and flying cars and stuff, and yet here we are, and all we have is trying to figure out what to do after COVID. So, we are talking today about one of the most exciting parts of Kids Ministry. There are a few things that are highlights that are mountaintops that are milestones. VBS is certainly one of them. Camp, though, is huge. I have fallen in love with kids' camps through my involvement with my guest today, Jeremy Eccles. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Chuck. Thanks for having me today. Oh, man, we're so glad to have you. It's always great to talk with you. I miss connecting with you in person. You were just saying before we started recording that you were in the office and you walked by uh, producer Trey's empty desk and my empty desk and uh, it's just not the same not being together. COVID has got us all separated, although we're, we're all in this, but we're all separated while we're in it. I've missed hanging with the, with the folks that we love serving with and doing ministry with. Well, and we have worked together. I just started to mention before I introduced you, uh, introduced you uh, to the listeners today that I have just fallen in love with camp and partially because of knowing you. You have just an incredible passion for kids' camps and for the ministry of camp, and that's contagious, J.E., to be around you, and, uh, and you just pass that on to everyone you interact with. So thank you for sharing that passion with me, and I want to share some of that today with the listeners. Man, thanks a lot. We, I think camp is the best, the best thing to be a part of. I, you know, clearly I'm biased, but I think it's, uh, it's a great summer job for a, you know, a, a college student to do as a summer staffer. That's how I got got into to doing this as far as ministry and, and working. But it's also, again, my bias is, is going to show here. I think it's the best week of the summer. I'm a big fan of what happens in kids ministry all year. But camp is a highlight. It's a special week out of the year. And so uh, I'm just excited. And, uh, and we love the ability to serve churches by providing the camp experience through Central Kid Camps. That's what I work on directly. And uh, also Lifeway offers Student Life Kids Camp as well. And so both of these are great options for churches to go and not have to do all the heavy lifting. They don't have to do yeah. all of the preparations and all of the things. You get kids there and we work hard to make camp um, a, a fun, exciting and an easier experience than trying to pull off your own camp, your own event and, uh, and all that. Man, running camp is hard work. That, the one thing that you, know, that you learn really quickly uh, when you're involved in camp and Trey can speak to this. We have so many people that have joined our Lifeway team as full-time staffers who came up through camps. And Trey is one of them. Uh, it just has a way of developing in people an incredible work or identifying in people, if not, uh, if not developing, an incredible work ethic, a passion for, uh, for ministry, and just quality leadership uh, skills. And so we see that as a great way where our summer staffers 
uh, are such high quality and high caliber people that they turn into people who wind up working for us full time. Uh, so yeah, as a summer job, there's that. It's also a great way for churches to develop young leaders uh, to bring along your team who may not normally get to participate in an intense, I say intense, you know, it's fun, but it's intense in the sense that it's, it's a lot of time together. It's the microwave of ministry for <laughs> relational connection, right? When you're spraying shaving cream on somebody and then having a, a time of conversation around spiritual topics that come out of the worship sessions and, and the Bible study times at camp, it's just a fantastic time for everyone involved, the kids, the adults, and the staffers that we have. That's well said. I love that phrase, the microwave of ministry. But it uh, on a on a normal any given Sunday, uh, church leaders and and you know small group leaders and all are, are serving with their different small groups. It's rare those opportunities that they get to come together. And at camp, there certainly are times where you're doing things with the the different kids that you're responsible for. But there's also times where the leaders who have you know from your church who've come together, all the volunteers, the men and the women, as well as the kids ministry leader, get to hang together. And that's that's powerful. It's special. And uh, and man, 2021 is going to be a summer all about coming back together. Um, we're we're so ready to be at camp and not be talking about missing camp. But man, yeah. we definitely miss we we definitely missed camp this past summer. Yeah. That said, let's talk about missing camp. So we, uh, we for those of us who who camp is a part of our ministry, and it's one of those regularly scheduled mountaintop moments that has just impacted so many. You might talk a bit, Jeremy, about what we expect in terms of Centricate in particular, as an example, the kind of ministry results we see in a typical summer. What what sorts of ministry results might we see in a normal summer of Centricate? Man, in a normal summer, uh, when we look at the, the total ministry of Centricate and the ministry reach, we'll see hundreds of kids come to know the Lord and make first-time decisions. Mm. We'll see kids give about a hundred thousand um, dollars sacrificially giving to a missions project through IMB through NAM, um, and we see hundreds of kids also who who make other milestone decisions. Not every child comes to camp and um, is ready to make a first time decision for Christ. And so those are seeds that are planted, but uh, and questions begin to to be asked and relationships cultivated in that way. But there's also kids who come and have already made a decision to follow Christ and trust Him with their life and. There are kids who make, in some cases, ministry decisions, vocation type decisions, even in elementary age. Um, we see that sometimes. But there's kids who who may just go home and decide, you know, I've I've had a time at camp where I make part of my day to have a time alone with God. I'm going to do this every day when I go back home. We see decisions like that come out of the camp experience where there's an intense, um, a focused time of ministry and then kids leave and their life is different. It's a spiritual marker. It's on that journey. You mentioned the the mountaintop experience. We don't yeah. want camp to be merely a mountaintop where they go and then they descend and it's back That's to right. normal life. But man, mountaintop experiences are very valuable. And hopefully we can turn those mountaintops to become spiritual markers, growth markers, um, where their spiritual journey, um, you know, they can look back. For me, I, part of mine, I've, I've shared this with you before, but a spiritual marker in my life was going to camp. I was already a basketball player and I took the basketball track at camp. I was already a Christian. I was a believer. I trusted the Lord with my heart. But it was at camp where I put those two together and realized I need to be a Christian basketball player. God wants to use my desire and my enjoyment of this sport 
for kingdom work, and uh, that needs to those two need to go together. And that yeah. that's not rocket science to to those of us who are in ministry and leading in ministry. But for a kid, for a camper, for me, when I was uh, you know a camper at camp, that was a, a a spiritual marker. I've never forgotten it. Yeah, yeah, and it is that for so many. And we have seen it. And it's always exciting after camp to hear the the post summer ministry results reported each year and just to celebrate the ministry that happens at camps. And we hear stories from churches all the time about uh, about uh, a child who, uh, you know, who had an experience with the Lord because of their attendance at camp. Oftentimes a friend or someone who's brought along who may not be a regular uh, part of the of their church's ministry, but who through camp becomes engaged. So as we talk about the mountaintop of camp and that idea of, you know, we don't want it to be, uh, you know, to just go up and descend, but there's something about that, you know, the little bit of descent that we get that, that turns the mountaintop into momentum for your ministry. Mm-hmm. There's three M's. It, the mountaintop is momentum for your ministry. And so when you come off of camp, you have new energy as a leader. The kids have new enthusiasm and excitement and tight relationships and all that great stuff. Uh, and it's just a fantastic experience. So it is something that we do not want to lose for the sake of the church, for the sake of the kingdom. It's way too valuable. And yet, as we look back on 2020, we had a year that was filled with disappointment around camps. We had to make some hard decisions in our camps team about uh, about not having camp last summer. Can you tell us just a little bit about that decision process and what we had to do? And it was so difficult. Um, we definitely faced disappointment. Um, we, uh, I think that the, the pandemic and all that was involved with it um, was just developing right during that ramp to camp. And it, it was, we faced very difficult decisions. Our team faced disappointment. Um, we've processed and talked through it. Um, I don't want to overstate it, but it's, it's a bit of a, even a grieving process for those of us who work on preparing camp for our churches. I know that churches and church leaders missed camp and, and they express a huge degree of trust and, and you know love for the ministry of, of camp that we're able to provide. I know campers missed it too. Kiddos had so many things from their schools being affected to sports leagues and, and you know recreational and social opportunities, all that being affected. And camp was another one of those things. It was a disappointment last yeah. year. Um, with summer of 2020. Um, in fact, on a personal note, my daughter was set to go for the first time, not the first time to ever show up at camp, but, but she's been camper. with me as a tag along a handful of times. But last year she was going to be a real live camper. And so that was another disappointment that, that we missed. We hated, hated that experience. It's just, it's such a special week in the ministry calendar for churches. It's a special week for the individuals involved. Um, no, We've talked a lot about it, just uh, processing it with with our our team and those that I'm close with. But the optimism, the thing that really helps us and drives us now is we're so excited to be back on track for this summer. Um, We were all caught off guard by COVID-19, but we've got a camps task force that's looking at everything, every aspect of camp. You know, we're watching local guidelines and they change frequently. Our church leaders know this. Um, you know, but we're leaving no stone unturned in how to to prepare for hosting camps, for coming back together. And we're actually learning a lot from churches, also from schools. You know, these are places where kids are coming together and groups are coming together. So, you know, so many church leaders I've been able to speak with. Um, I've been able to pick their brain. They've called me with suggestions. 
Um, and we, we believe there's a path to running camps safely and um, you know, things like reducing contact points and planning for new cleaning procedures and, you know, all of that. We're working on making camps safe and being able to come back together. That's a, that's a big theme, theme for us this year is coming back together, being able to get together and celebrate um, what God is doing and what God has done. While we talk about 2020, I, I, I don't want to go too far without saying, I think everybody on social media and everywhere is like, so long 2020, but yeah. God was still at work. I do want to acknowledge God was at work. And uh, and I believe that we'll see some uh, interesting ways that that comes out um, because God is at work in churches and in individuals and mm-hmm. in kids' lives. Um, but we do know that, that it was a it was a big loss and uh, it's something that we missed for sure. Well, and something that everyone uh, listening may not have full visibility on is, is Centric Kid is not a camp that's run just at one location in one place. Centric Kid is run in multiple states all across the country. How many states, J.E., how many cycles of camp in a typical summer? We've got a couple dozen locations where we're at, um, different colleges, conference centers where we host camps. And so we, we are literally coast to coast. We have a, a camp out in California, Northern California, at a, at a beautiful conference center there, um, as well as all the way over to the, to the East Coast. And so we're, we're in a lot of different um, regions, if you will. And so and I've heard from a lot of church leaders as we've been talking with church leaders and, and checking in with them, asking them questions, but also hearing from them. And there's some church leaders that are kind of like, you know, we stopped for a little bit, but we were able to meet back and then we we're able to add students and add kids. And so there are churches that are now functionally functioning, you know, pretty normally. Yeah. But there's some churches, I talked to one the other day in San Francisco that hasn't met in person since March. And yeah. so while there yeah. are churches meeting relatively normally, obviously, I, I think folks are wise in taking COVID precautions, but they're, but they're able to get together. There's churches that are not able, able to come together to their facility at all. And we serve that whole spectrum of that's right. churches. And that, and that just adds to the level of difficulty of making decisions about what you do. And so last year, you know, it's not just about one region or one area. You've got to be thinking about... Uh, Maryland and Virginia and Florida and Louisiana and Texas and California and all over the place. Uh, and so I, I appreciate just how difficult it is uh, to make decisions that affect all those different places and that, and that reach ch- kids and churches in all those areas. So nine different teams of staffers all over the country. And so that's a really big, uh, it's a really big ministry to manage. So, okay. So yes, 2020, had to make the tough decision to say we're just not going to run camp because of safety regions and all the different things or, or safety concerns uh, with COVID. But looking forward to 2021, we're looking with some optimism. Yes. And what what does that look like from where you sit today? Man, absolutely. We're full of optimism. And uh, and. We're seeing that with uh, just even already in early 2021, churches are contacting this and they're saying, we're still having camp, right? <laughs> and we're saying, yes, we are planning, we're moving ahead. While COVID-19 caught us all by surprise in 2020, it is a known thing. Now, the regulations and the the regional things, I feel like the, the guidelines are all changing all the time. And uh, and we're watching that. We're being very cautious to, to keep an eye on that stuff. But but also preparing camp in a way that uh, that can run safely. And some of the things we've done for for church leaders, even uh, because you're 
if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about camp and if you're still hung with us this far into it, then yeah. you probably have questions about your plans for camp for this summer. And so I love that. And I appreciate that. Your parents are probably asking you questions and, and thinking through well, what it, will this look like and, and that sort of thing. One of the things that we've done is realize that there needs to be time for answering all these questions and asking all these questions. So what we've done is extended our deadline for deposits to March 15th. So we've given a few weeks more to make plans, um, to talk with parents, to answer questions, and hopefully have a little bit more clarity before committing to your numbers for camp. So we typically have deposit deadlines for uh, for Student Life Kids Camp, also for Centric Kid. Um, and in, in addition, you know, Fuge Camps and, and Student Life Camps for Youth have also extended this deposit deadline into March. Um, we know churches that we'd love to, you'd probably love us to extend it all the way to, to May or just show up with who you can show up with. Right. We still want to be prepared for you. We still want to be ready. And so for that reason, we, we still need to have a, a, an idea of how many folks are you bringing and, and what will that look like? But we hope that gives time to, to dig in with some more questions with parents. Um, we've also added a refund policy for canceled events. Um, we want to run camps and we're planning to, but if we have to cancel because of situations that are out of our control, we're going to refund the money that you paid for camp this year. And so that is something that we hope gives an assurance to churches that, sure. uh, and to parents that we're, uh, we're planning, but we're also, uh, I don't want to focus and, and dwell on the negative, but man, if, if unforeseen strikes again, like we, we want to be prepared for that yeah. um, as well. And that's great because that takes a little bit of the risk out of it for the church, right? Because we all understand the importance of planning ahead so that we can prepare for the right numbers and be ready to accommodate everyone with food and housing and all the things it takes. Uh, but for for you to be able to say, look, if something does happen, there is a refund policy, that is a big help to take the take the worry out of registering for something early. Now, we mentioned having camps all over the country. Looking ahead at this next summer, are all of those camps still going to be running everywhere as far as you can tell right now? As far as we sit right now, uh, all of our Centric Kid dates are, are up and running. All of our Student Life Kids Camp dates are up and running. Um, we've got uh, certainly places that have different restrictions than others, and, and that's stuff that we're watching. We have actually, uh, it's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a fun or a wacky title, but we have a camps COVID task force that is a group of us, a group of leaders that work at Lifeway who uh, are who are camp professionals, but also moms and dads and yeah. uh, sports league coaches and things like that. So we are in our communities and paying attention to protocols and that sort of thing as we prepare for camp uh, protocols. But we're also talking with our different venues, with the the colleges and the conference centers that are across the country. And we're listening and learning from them um, and, and preparing to make adjustments. Some places, you know, they may have a, uh, and this kind of gets to some of the, the things you may see at camp that may look a little bit different. We may have places where typically we're able to fill the room um, and there may be a, a guideline on meeting capacity. Well, in those cases, we're preparing to run two worship services, for instance, and run mm-hmm. two of different things and help spread out meal times and those types of things to help reduce contact and reduce some distancing. Know, the, yeah. the amount of folks crossing paths. And so we've got several campuses where there's maybe plenty of housing, but uh, so we can house people fine, but we you know need to run two worship services so that they're not all in the, the one room at yeah. one time. And so things like that. 
um, or is what our, our task force is working to prepare for and, and, you know, make contingency plans for. Yeah, and some of those protocols I know are a moving target, right? We don't know today what it's going to look like in June or July, but it sounds like you are on top of that and you're out in front of it and you are looking to make that as easy as possible for, for those churches who can come. For sure. And, you know, we're still developing some of that too and, and we'll continue to put the, you know, dot all the I's and cross all the T's. But a couple of the, the headlines, if you will, that may help uh, with a church leader who's thinking, okay, I hear you say you're watching it, but what are you watching? <laughs> We're yeah, watching yeah. for things like the amount of contact, like even at check-in. When you mm. come to check-in your group, we're working to have less contact at check-in. There'll be some more forms that you can upload and, and you know send electronically instead of having to pass all the papers. And we're looking at things like that. Um, we're planning for face coverings when we're inside. And if you can't keep proper distance outside, that is a safety protocol that we're preparing for. Um, and so that'll be something that's on the, the packing list now, you know, for yeah. kids coming to camp that, that hasn't been there in the past. But uh, but that's that's a, a health and safety step that we're taking. And, you know, we've seen a lot of sports leagues have success. I'm coaching basketball right now with, with you know, with my daughter, with elementary kids and, and Kids are doing well with following protocols and, and the parents are doing okay too. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it takes all of us working together at this, um, but we want to see kids have these experiences. We want them to be able to come together at camp and provide it in a safe environment. There's an example, you know, that I'll share even, um, I mentioned earlier, we're trying to leave no stone unturned. And uh, and that, that reminds me of one of our, like a Bible study illustration, uh, you know, imagine, there may be an illustration where we're, we're talking about, you know, something we have a rock or a stone that we might pass around in a normal year. We might pass that around and have each kid, you know, feel it, feel the context, you know, the, yeah. the contour and the textures and all of that. Um, well, this year that that doesn't strike me as the, you know, the safest thing to do is to pass the rock around. So we're going through every camp element and saying, OK, in that illustration for that type of thing in Bible study, are we going to you know, buy rocks for every camper. Um, that's one avenue to pursue. And, and that's probably not the most practical. And, and do you really get the bang for the buck out of each kid just having a, you know, a tiny rock? Or is this a place to simply modify the plan and have the leader hold up the rock, turn it around, maybe, maybe show it so kids can see um, rather than, than, but that's a way to reduce contact sure. rather than have yeah. every person contacting it. So, that's kind of a simple, silly illustration, but that's what we're going through. And that's the trust that you can have in us is that we're going through Bible study, recreation, activity tracks. Um, we're thinking about worship and stage games, all of the different elements of camp from check-in to final departure to make sure that we're ready to host your group safely. Well, one of the things that I know is true of camp is that dates and beds fill up fast. So if you have the location that you want to go to and the dates that you have on your calendar, the sooner you can put your name in to reserve that space, the better. Uh, and it sounds like deposits are due later. If um, First of all, all the dates and all the locations and rates and things are on the websites. I say websites. That's um, correct. So Centricid.com has all of the Centricid camp dates, locations, and um, for Student Life for Kids, you go to studentlifekidscamp.com, and uh, at that site, you're able to see every um, camp date with Student Life Kids Camp. And so this, uh, you're right, there are dates that are already full, 
Um, there are some dates that do have availability. There's some to places that are getting close. So Chuck, you're, you're exactly right to say, if you're thinking about camp and you just kind of been sitting and waiting, or if you don't ever plan to go to camp or, or make your decision until first of the year, well, now is the time. Now's you need to time. go ahead and reserve your spaces and, uh, and, and make sure that you do, um, you know, give, give kids that chance to go to camp this summer and to be prepared. Uh, you know, as we've talked so many about preparations, we're preparing for you. You need to also get that parent meeting on the calendar to start giving them a, a forum and a way to ask those questions and, um, you know, start making their own preparations for the road trip. And great uh, helps and links for, for recruiting uh, kids to go and for informing parents at centrakid.com. And so you can find all that kind of information there, regardless of which camp you're going to, there's great information there on how to coach your parents, how to prepare your kids and your leaders and so uh, I have really appreciated the value of all the information that you and your team have online at centrakid.com for people to find information on how to prepare well for camp. Man, that's right. And, uh, and thank you. Thanks for a chance to come and, and, and talk today. We know how important kids ministry is, and we believe camp such a vital part of that. And uh, at Centrakid, you know, a phrase we've used a lot is it's safe to be a kid. And uh, this summer, we're doing everything we can to make it a healthy experience at camp and a safe experience in light of COVID concerns. But uh, but always, you know, Centric Kid is trusted. It's 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 trusted to be biblically based. Um, it's relational for you to interact with your kids, for kids to interact together in a safe place, and also it's phenomenally fun. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's what we're looking forward to preparing for this summer. Thank you, Jeremy. We we love camp and we appreciate you and your team and all the work you've done. Listeners, thank you. And I want to encourage you to check out Centric Kid Camps and Student Life for Kids Camps. Look at the details on each of those websites and look for a, a location and a date that works well for you. And we want to encourage you to look forward to this summer with enthusiasm and with positivity. And uh, I believe that camp can happen this year and that it will be fantastic. Thank you, J.E. Thank you, listeners. We'll see you back here next time in another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.